football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Yes, gobble, gobble, cluck, cluck. Here we are with a Turkey Day edition of Three Dog Thursday. Great to be with you. Great to be ready for the three Fs. Family, food, and football throughout this weekend. No matter if you're hearing this show as part of Thanksgiving Day, or if you're hearing it on Black Friday, or if you're hearing it on Belch, Eat the uh, eat the leftovers and uh, return some things that weren't such a great deal on Black Friday on Saturday or Sunday. Whenever you're hearing it as part of Thanksgiving weekend, thanks for tuning in. I am your bloated, uh, properly tryptophan host, TJ Reeves. He is Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. I've been asking everybody this. you get enough to eat on Thanksgiving, even with the leftovers and all the extra stuff? Are you good? Are you full? Are you stuffed? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, yeah. You eat as much as you can, and then you fall asleep. <laughs> Are you a big leftovers guy for Friday and Saturday, or is it basically a Thursday one day only situation for you with the Thanksgiving stuff? Most of the time, it's just the one day. I can't. I mean, there's only so much you can eat, and then you heat it up, and it gets dried out and stuff. So I'm kind of more of the eat it while it's hot. Take advantage of it while it's going on. Well, the good news for you and me is that people weren't trying to eat while we were making our picks last week because it would have been vomit-inducing picks from both of us. Uh, we're not going to dwell on this very much, but you and I, we did not do very well at all with the underdog. And that's been a rarity, Kevin. We should make mention. We didn't come up with underdog, uh, either one of us, last week. But that, I mean, the previous seven weeks, I got two of the three right six times. The previous seven weeks, six times, you got at least one college football underdog right. So last week was an aberration. So if we're talking about eating, it may be a little safer to eat if you're listening to these picks than it was. We suffered last week, just quickly, right? I mean, it was not good. We did, but you know what? We have rivalry, rivalry week this week, and a lot of big spreads in these rival games. Um, so I think we could try to find some advantages here with some of these uh, teams, and you try to find the motivation. Teams trying to improve their record to go to bowl games. You know, others you know, just trying to ruin other teams' season. So I think uh, I think we got them all locked in for this week. And I, I, I like the theme that you begin with. You can throw the records out a lot of times if a team has a losing record playing a team that's got a very good record because there is hatred, there's the chance to screw it up for the other team. There are players usually, especially in in-state situations, Florida, Florida State, Alabama, Auburn, you know, Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, where the players could have gone to either school maybe, and now they're ticked about that. So, uh, yeah, the, you can throw the records out on a lot of these rivalry games. So you're going to pick some college football. Again on this yes, rivalry weekend, please. Yes, two games. And you know what? Let's start with uh, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. They're at USC coming up on Saturday. These two teams have played forever. And obviously we know Notre Dame was in the news this week as they got a bunch of wins vacated from a few years ago. The only person that really affects is Brian Kelly. Pat doesn't affect a lot of the players. They probably weren't there for uh, some of those uh, years since it was about four or five years ago when all of this happened. But uh, I look at Notre Dame, and obviously they've had a very disappointing season, and they're not going to a bowl game. But then again, you never know with the committee. Maybe they'll put them in like the Fiesta Bowl because they're Notre Dame. <laughs> but the, the Fighting Irish, though, <laughs> the, 
the one thing I'll give them is, you know what their biggest margin of defeat is this season? It's not much. They play a lot of close games, right? Eight against Michigan State back uh, the second, third week, the third week, I think, of the season. So they have not lost a game by double digits this year. They've come very close in a lot of these games. Even one of their close wins came against Miami uh, at home. So you know the one thing with Notre Dame is they're going to be very close games. And they're going to USC. I I went against USC uh, last week, and USC ended up blowing out UCLA. Right. So they ended up uh, with the win uh, there in that rivalry game. We know UCLA is a bit uh, beat up. Now they're coming back home, and they face a Notre Dame team where you know you could say, oh, they just want to get the season over with. I don't really believe that as much in college as opposed to the NFL. NFL, it's easy when you're out of it. Week 17, we're getting our paychecks. Let's just quit. College, I don't really believe that. I think there's a lot of guys that want to finish it off, and uh, they want to finish on a high note. And obviously, USC is going to have a bowl game to go to where Notre Dame won't. So I think that Notre Dame, with them being very close to a lot of these games, are probably better than the record indicates. I just think getting 17, 17 and a half is a gift here. I think it's just too many points to, uh, to pass up that they're going to hang. I think they've been an underdog one time this season. That was the game they lost to North Carolina State in that monsoon. So, you know, this team has been a favorite all year. Now you're getting a bunch of points with them in a rivalry game. I'll take the Fighting Irish. Well, and they can score, and we've seen, and we saw that even in the loss last week to Virginia Tech. The thing is, USC may be playing as good a football as anybody. That's the thing that scares me. Even with the three losses on both sides of the ball, they are locked in. They look great in the rivalry game at the Rose Bowl last week. So, I agree with you, though, large, large line, and you talk about this all the time uh, at VegasInsider.com. There are reasons why. They're trying to entice you. If this, For example, if this line was around a touchdown or around eight or nine points, everybody probably stays away, just as a general comment. They would think that's about right, right? I would believe that. And then again, I mean, they could be telling you something, too, with all these points that, you know, to make you think the way I'm thinking, that, oh, how can you pass up Notre Dame and then USC blows them out? I, I'm just not – I can't – I, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to overanalyze it. I want to look at it very simply and say this Notre Dame team is better than the record indicates. And besides the whole rivalry thing, that I just believe that Notre Dame that they can hang in this game. They can't hang within even two touchdowns of USC. I mean that that's just kind of where I go with it. Okay, so that's a Saturday game. I am going to go to Thanksgiving night, and again with the understanding that if you're hearing this show later in the weekend, you already know how smart or how stupid I am to go with this. Hey, let's let's just talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the LSU A and M game, and obviously it's three dog Thursday. I'm going to go with Texas A and M ultimately here when I make the pick. Let's go back to last Saturday though, and LSU just finding a way to give up that game and lose that game in Baton Rouge, especially down on the goal line in the final minute against Florida. There's there's been a lot of talk about whether Ed Orgeron should be the the permanent head coach. He's the interim head coach. I don't agree with it, and I think I think that goal line sequence only underlines it. I don't believe he's head coach material. I don't believe their offense and their clock management and their game management is any better uh, with him at the head coach uh, position or him at the helm. And, and LSU basically gave that game away. And speaking of bowl games, I mean, they were looking like a possibility for the Sugar Bowl, who would have very much wanted them. They blew that game, and it's basically going to cost them a, a chance of one of the New Year's Six bowl games. Uh, your thought there on the LSU mess, the, the botched goal line situation, Orgeron and him being the permanent head coach, I've spoken my piece. Go ahead. Well, it's, it still is, is amazing to me at, the, at that level of football that you have the ball that close to the goal line. You can't come up with a, come up with a better play than that. 
that, I mean, it, it's one thing to say if you came up with a brilliant play and Florida's defense just stepped up, and I'm not taking away from Florida, but you know, you got you got to score there. I, I don't know how you come up with this idea of, of this play call and how you just get stuffed, but, uh, you know, Les Miles found a way to win without great offense. He always did it with defense. He's had so many great defensive players come out of LSU, but really, you know, I, and I understand you have like Jarvis Landry and mm-hmm. Odell Beckham came out of LSU, but they never had a great quarterback. Nick Saban never had really great quarterbacks. He found ways to win. He did. And maybe because, you know, the running games were always fantastic, but never, you know, he never had, excuse me, never had pro quarterbacks. LSU doesn't have good quarterbacks. Like, that's the difference. Alabama had good college quarterbacks that weren't NFL quarterbacks, where LSU doesn't even have good college quarterbacks, it feels like. They need to get someone in there that's going to get some offense going for that program and not do what this whole Les Miles thing has done, because what, is, what has it resulted in the last 10 years? Well, and make no mistake, they have got a tremendous amount of talent in that state, in that area. They recruit East Texas tremendously well. They recruit Arkansas. They even come into Florida and get players at LSU. That's never been the problem. And so that leads me to Thanksgiving night, where a Texas A&M program that got off to such a hot start early on in the year, dramatic win over UCLA, speaking of them in the overtime game early. They won a big overtime game over Tennessee. Remember, they had the big showdown with Alabama. And Alabama wiped him out. Trevor Knight, the quarterback, is hurt and is out for the rest of the year. Uh, John Hubenank is the quarterback that is scheduled to play in this game, but he's been injured with a bad shoulder. Now uh, he's going to step in uh, with an injured shoulder and play in this game on Thanksgiving night. I just I don't trust LSU in the state that they're in to win this game on the road when they couldn't capitalize at home. I mean the two here's the thing that I come back to with LSU the two biggest games that they have played with Ed Orgeron now as the coach against Alabama they scored zero points at home say what you want about the tie defense they had six first downs last week against Florida against a good defense at home. Could not find a way to score and put the game away. Couldn't score on the goal line at the end. I think they're still going to have trouble throwing the ball. Leonard Fournette is injured, hasn't been himself all year, is not going to probably have a big night in this game because his ankle's bothering him again on a short week on Thanksgiving night. A&M has got quality receivers with Reynolds and Christian Kirk. I think they will find a way at home to win this game outright. I will gladly take the 6.5 points and take... Texas A&M on a Thanksgiving night to beat LSU and seal it once and for all that Ed Orgeron is not the coach. They've got to go find somebody else. So there is, there's my first of the college underdogs. Give me a second college underdog as we navigate the post-Thanksgiving weekend. Kevin Rogers. We'll go to the Big Ten, and uh, the carnival prize in this game is what? The Axe? Is that Minnesota and Wisconsin? Is, is you got a big axe, I think? Yeah, the Axe, I believe. A huge axe. Like Paul okay, Bunyan's axe, sure right? with the- yeah, with all these teams that you have different things, you you win at carnivals. You you know, two teams play, they get goldfish. Two teams play, they get cotton candy, whatever. <laughs> so these teams are playing for the axe. And uh, you know, Minnesota has actually had a really good season. Uh, they only have three losses, and like Notre Dame, they've been in every single game. I think their biggest loss is by a touchdown this year for the Golden Gophers. And I look at Wisconsin, and you know, I never like laying points with teams that, that have pressure on them. And Wisconsin wins, they'll be in the Big Ten championship. And they are at home. But, you know, at the same time, you know, they're not playing, you know, no disrespect, Purdue or Rutgers or a team like that. Like they're playing a pretty good Minnesota team. 
And I just think that this is too many points for Wisconsin to lay. These teams normally have pretty competitive games. And, you know, for the Gophers, who last season, you know, finished uh, below 500, and they still got into a bowl game this year, they'll get into a better bowl game. I think that this is kind of their season here to ruin Wisconsin's season. So it's just a lot of points uh, to lay for the Badgers. I'll take the points at Minnesota. All right, Minnesota, and again, the Big Ten is topsy-turvy because you've got Michigan and Ohio State playing early. You've got Penn State anxiously watching that one because they play later in the day with Michigan State. You mentioned Wisconsin can wrap it up uh, in their division if they win this game. So there's a lot to be decided with the Big Ten on this Saturday of college football. And I'm going to go to Columbus. And look, I, I have no dog in the fight. I have friends that went to both Michigan and Ohio State. They hate each other in the rivalry. This is the big game. I think this is Harbaugh and Michigan's time. He got a taste of it on the wrong end last year at home in Ann Arbor. I know his quarterback is injured. I know that people watched that game in the snow in the second half against Indiana where they had to come back and beat Indiana in the final quarter of the game and say, how in the world will Michigan beat Ohio State? It's rivalry games, Kevin Rogers, and I am... I am looking strongly here at Michigan to be able to run the ball with Javion Smith and even Jabril Peppers if they need him. Ohio State had trouble at East Lansing last week, shaking a bad Michigan State team that Michigan drilled a couple of weeks ago. I think this is the Wolverines' time. I think they will take matters into their own hands and go ahead and win their division in the Big Ten, win the Big Ten East, and win this game in the hopes of Ohio State playing in the Big Ten title game, much less the college football playoff, I have Michigan winning the game outright. Give me the six-and-a-half points in that one against Ohio State. I will take the Wolverines. Care to try to talk me out of that one with the Buckeyes having been so good by uh, by standards of the regular season, especially under Urban Meyer? No, I kind of side with you on that one with Michigan. Last year, Ohio State blew them out the big house, and now – the Buckeyes are late about a touchdown. You don't get Michigan normally in this kind of underdog role. I think that uh, I think Michigan can hang in this game if not win. I'm, I'm not going to talk you out of it. And JT Barrett, obviously, at quarterback is spectacular, and you've got the Ohio State uh, mystique right now of how many times they've won under Urban Meyer in the regular season. I think he's only got, what, one or two regular season losses. One of them was to Michigan State last year and then this year to Penn State, but they have won a bunch in the regular season uh, previous and including these last two years, I just think Michigan gets them. The ghost of Bo Schembechler, uh, possibly, for Michigan to win in Columbus in my uh, in my second underdog. Hey, we've got another minute here before we get out of here, and we're going to talk NFL underdogs. Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com. Any other rivalry games that stand out that you're interested in? we got Iron Bowl, Alabama, and, and Auburn. Nighttime is Florida, Florida State. A lot of speculation that Jimbo Fisher might go take that LSU job. Um, any other intrigue in the college football rivalry games this weekend? You know, it, they're all very difficult. You know, you look at Florida, Florida State, you mentioned that. You kind of wonder if the Gators can capitalize off the LSU win now, playing their second straight game in a tough environment. You know, there's one. Uh, I know, you know, the Egg Bowl, we talked about that off the air with Ole Miss and Mississippi <laughs> yeah. State and Ole Miss no without defense. Chad Kelly. I, no defense yeah, I in that trust, yeah, Mississippi State. I don't know if I trust them that much. I mean, the Civil War obviously doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have the same cachets it used to. I mean, when was the last time Oregon was laying three and a half in in the Civil War to Oregon State? I mean, that's been a long time. You know, the Apple Cup with Washington and Washington State's a tough game. You have a lot of points probably in that one. But I will make one quick note 
Uh, Luke Falk didn't play last year in that game, so we'll see what he can do this time around against Washington. And, and you're playing for the Pac-12 North, yes. so there's a lot uh, there's a lot there to play for. But uh, it's a lot of tough games. A lot of these are very, very difficult the final week. And a lot of rivalry games all over the place. And again, I got burned by Washington State and by Mike Leach, who loves to go for it in weird situations and not kick field goals. And, and I'm just I'm bringing up bitterness from last Saturday. Colorado deserves credit. They played tremendously on defense. But Leach gets a little quirky in these games, and we'll see, because Washington is, is arguably the best team they've played, including Colorado, that they're about to play. We'll see how Luke Falk does. And again, if Washington State wins the game, they've got three losses, and it opens the door for them to not only be in the Pac-12 title game, but a Colorado loss on Saturday lets USC get in the Pac-12 title game with three losses, where it would be two three-loss teams playing in the, in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. It's all part of those rivalries, and you took Notre Dame as a huge underdog in one of those rivalry games with USC. We will see. All right, there's the college. Kevin, stand by. We've got NFL underdogs. Which one of us is a believer in Bruce Arians' Arizona Cardinals? Which one of us takes a Monday night underdog coming up? Monday night football underdog is coming back home. We'll find out who those are as Three Dog Thursday continues. Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need the Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call the Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment. Reduce your payments by 30 to 50% and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call the Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Yes, happy uh, Thanksgiving. If you're listening to us, obviously, on Thursday, a Three Dog Turkey Day edition of Three Dog Thursday. And uh, if you're listening in the aftermath of it, you know already in the opening segment that I took Texas A&M. I'm, in, I'm either really smart to have taken them against LSU or dumb once again. And Kevin Rogers is off the air during the timeout saying, wait a minute. We didn't go bagel last week because you are the Mountain West maven and you had Wyoming last week. And that's right, Wyoming was the winner in overtime over San Diego State in that wild Mountain West game. So you had another college football doggy last week. That's seven of the last eight weeks that you've had a college football underdog come through on this program, Kevin Rogers. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> the different, the Laramie Cowboys, the Wyoming right. Cowboys. 
who found a, who found a way to win in, in that game. We'll transition to pro football again. Kevin Rogers, VegasInsider.com is with me. I'm TJ Reeves. Full slate on Thanksgiving Day of three games. Again, lots of food, lots of leftovers, lots of football. Vikings and Lions, the early game. Cowboys and Redskins, which should be really good in the middle. And then we don't know what to think with Steelers and uh, and Colts, with both of those teams at 5-5 five and five trying to find a way to win their kind of average division, the AFC North or the AFC South. Well, just real quick, I don't think either one of us are going to go with any Thanksgiving Day underdogs, but plenty of football, plenty of pro football on Thanksgiving Day, right? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers-Colts game is tough with Andrew Luck out, and to really make a case for the Colts, even at home as a dog, that was difficult. Uh, you know, personally, I don't I don't like Minnesota against Detroit just because the Vikings' uh, offense has been so bad in Detroit keeps finding ways to win. I mean, Washington, I'm not picking it here, but, you know, I kind of like Washington at Dallas. They lost in week two at home to them. So I think that this is an opportunity for Washington to uh, to pick up a big win. And But, you know, you say to yourself with Dallas, how, how often can you keep going against them? I mean, they've won and covered nine straight games. Well, they are rolling. And, uh, and look, Kirk Cousins has played better. But you and I have talked about this before, and I had Green Bay last week, and Green Bay's secondary got awful. But uh, the Cowboys' defense is better. I know Morris Claiborne's hurt. We've talked about this with Cousins. He will throw the ball to you, and he will have games where he throws two, three, four interceptions, and maybe this is that game that's coming in Dallas where they're chasing the Cowboys. They need a big performance. They're on the road. It's a short week, and he plays terrible football in this game. This might be Dallas with a convincing win with Cousins playing badly. Do you have a thought on that take? No. No? All right. You're not going to go along no. with that? You think you could still have a big game? All right. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just, hey, just when you're enjoying your pumpkin pie or whatever, not just Kevin, but everybody on Thursday night, and Kirk Cousins has four interceptions, remember who was talking about it on Three Dog Thursday. Of course, if he has 400 yards, please forgive me. Please forgive me if that is the case on on Thursday. Uh, all right, so that's going to morph us into the weekend. And again, if you're listening to the show after Thursday because of the Thanksgiving games, you probably already know what's going on, and we are either really smart or not so smart. We're going to go to Sunday now in the NFL, and what do you like? I have a, a litany of games in front of me. Which way are you going with an underdog? We're going to go to the Arizona Cardinals this week. They're in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. I know the Cardinals have not been that great uh, on the road this season. And now you're getting a few points with them. They're going back out east again. They, you know, they went out to Minnesota last week and lost. But then again, they did lose on – they gave a pick six and they gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown in that game, and they held Minnesota to under 300 yards of offense. So Arizona, one thing I'll give them is, for the exception of two games this year, they've outgained every opponent. So they're there, and you look at, you know, they tied Seattle. That was a game they probably should have won. They lost early to New England, and they lost to Buffalo. So in the NFC, at least they are, you know, at least they're losing these AFC games, which is, you know, a good thing. Like, you want to, if you're going to lose games, lose the interconference game so it doesn't hurt your tiebreaker purpose or tiebreaker chances. But anyway, the Falcons are back in the bye this week. What have we talked about this year with the Falcons? As an underdog, great pick. As a favorite, not so much. I know they covered against Tampa Bay a few weeks ago as a favorite. Right. But Dan, Qu- Dan Quinn is a home favorite since the beginning of last season. He's covered one time in nine opportunities. Not good. 
ugly. And he's 0-3 and he's 0-3 this year uh, in that losing to the Bucks, losing to the Chargers, and not covering in a win against the Packers. So he keeps laying points at home, and they don't cover. Arizona defensively is very good. You just wonder if offensively they can kind of get it together. And Carson Palmer doesn't make mistakes. He's had a couple of multi-interception games on the road this year. We know how good Atlanta's offense is, but. I think that Arizona, even though they're going back out uh, on the road once again this week, I think that uh, they can go out and they can cover, if not beat, uh, the Falcons. Their hope and their chasing right now in the West is that they can win and make things relevant for December, but right now it looks like Seattle may run and hide. I'll get a look at the Seahawks in a game with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a late Sunday game to kind of finish up Thanksgiving weekend. My Bucks went out to Kansas City. Why did I not? Why did you not talk me into my Buccaneers winning on the road against the Chiefs? I didn't believe in them because they had cost me in that Thursday night game you referenced against Atlanta back a week and a half ago. But the Bucks got a huge win. They're a different team on the road. Got a third straight road win at Kansas City. Now Buccaneers back at home with Seattle, and there'll be a lot of eyeballs uh, and a lot of interest in that game, particularly in the West and particularly from teams like the Cowboys and others that are trying to win home field advantage in the NFC as Seattle is the big chaser in that matchup, and Arizona will be watching that uh, as well. Uh, If I have to go NFL underdog, I am going to go with one of the Monday night teams, in this case the Houston Texans coming back home with the San Diego Chargers. I saw something out of the Texans who come in at 6-4. and four. I saw Brock Osweiler playing better. Hey, he rediscovered, I actually have DeAndre Hopkins on my team, and I should put him in positions to make catches, catch and run, go down the field to Hopkins. That was an encouraging sign. The Raiders are good. I saw the Raiders firsthand against the Bucks back about three, four weeks ago. They're good. I think that the Texans played pretty well in that game. You can talk about officiating or not in the Monday night game. They're back home. Their division is wide open. San Diego keeps everybody in the game. They play nothing but wild games. I'm going to take Houston to win outright, and I'm going to take that point and a half against the Chargers at home. Do you believe that the Texans are getting their act together, or or am I all wrong here coming off of Monday Night Football? I just kind of wonder why Houston's an underdog here where they have not – lost at home this year that that's what i wonder they have not lost at home and the san diego chargers who have played so many games have been so up and down why the money is going to them that's kind of where i wonder but also at the same time you know what i don't get is with bill o'brien how he's such an offensive genius and maybe brock osweiler's not the right quarterback for him and i go back to that denver game a few weeks ago on the monday night you know, they're down late. Like, why keep throwing four-yard passes? Like, why don't you stretch the field out? Like, right. why is everything – I feel like this is the NFL now. Let's throw three or four-yard passes. Like, you can't do anything more than that, and you have weapons to throw to. I just wonder if that's a Brock problem. I think I think you might be right uh, that he's not as good as what anybody really thought or, you know, look, should back up. There was a lot of expectation that he would come in and be a savior, and Denver was winning with their defense and their run game. It wasn't like he was spectacular for a lot of that stretch last year in their Super Bowl run, throwing downfield, throwing bombs, 400-yard games. So now it's more on him 
because Houston's defense is not Denver's defense, especially without J.J. Watt. Their run game is okay. Lamar Miller was good the other night on the Monday night game. And you're seeing Osweiler being exposed in some instances. Let's see if they get their act together, though, in this matchup with the Chargers. So that's, uh, again, I'll take the Texans in that matchup at home as part of Three Dog Thursday. He's Kevin Rogers, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. I'm TJ Reeves. We've got just a couple of moments left. Hey, Kevin, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, college football. Uh, we've got the NFL, obviously, lots of football, but there's plenty of other stuff that is also going on. Tell us more about all the great information they can find out at VegasInsider.com. Yeah, besides the NFL and college football rivalry weekend, you have uh, NBA in full force, also college basketball, a lot of holiday tournaments this weekend with, uh, you know, in Alaska and Hawaii and Florida, anywhere you want to, uh, anywhere you want to look, you have uh, plenty of tournaments uh, this week and we're on top of them. Also NHL is still ongoing, so you can check us out on Twitter at TwitVI, also you know, all the NFL information for Sunday, all the college football for Saturday. It's all there on VegasInsider.com. Yeah, check into all of that. And again, we're doing this show as uh, Thanksgiving has wrapped up, uh, making these predictions. And so you may already know what happened with all the Thursday games, uh, et cetera. But perhaps you're hearing us also on Saturday with all the rivalry games in college football. Why do I get the feeling we're going to have more mayhem, just as a general comment real quick, in college football uh, especially with the college football playoff. We, we have a clean Alabama unbeaten. You and I both think they're going to win easily over Auburn. And then after that, circus. Agreed? Real quick? Yeah, it will be. And, and we'll see how you know how this all turns out going to the conference championships next week. And then, you know, it's the college football playoff. So still a lot, uh, a lot to be determined. And uh, the Big Ten will be really interesting to see how that whole thing turns out. Wild Saturday for sure. And again, to go over the underdogs, Kevin, with Notre Dame over USC, Minnesota in the Big Ten to cover uh, against Wisconsin. And you also took the Arizona Cardinals against the Falcons on Sunday in the NFL. I've got Texas A&M on Thanksgiving night for Three Dog Thursday. Again, if you're hearing us after that, you already know how smart or not that was in the matchup with LSU. Michigan to win the game at Ohio State, and I'll take the points as well in that one. I think Michigan controls their own destiny. They'll be in the Big Ten title game. And I've got the Houston Texans at home with San Diego as my third underdog. Kevin, good luck with those underdogs this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And when we're talking next week, we're talking December underdogs on the program enjoy the food and the football we thank you on three dog thursday all right happy thanksgiving to you and to everyone listening thank you there is kevin rogers you can follow him at vi rogers for vegas insider vi rogers follow this show at three dog thursday a reminder don't just hear us on radioinfluence.com check us out on itunes and on stitcher and subscribe to the show rate the show and spread the word it's the only digital radio program every week devoted exclusively to underdogs in college football and the nfl it's three dog thursday happy thanksgiving we'll talk to you next week